and George Burns and Gracie Allen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Whiteman. Welcome to Radio's Hall of Fame, where every week we bring you stars made great by your recognition and applause. Today, on the honor roll, we find George Burns and Gracie Allen and Hedda Hopper. We find, too, a great tune, Dancing Tambourine. I sure hope I make a hit someday. 
Keep trying. You'll make it. You mean George still doesn't split the salary with you? Well, why should he? He, he never really needed me. He was a big celebrity in Broadway before he ever met me. Celebrity? He had a dog act. Yeah, but he, he's still a celebrity. When George walked on the stage with those 40 dogs, everyone recognized him. <laughs> we did pretty well for a dog act. Got nice filling, too. When we played a town, they put our pictures on every signboard and telephone post. Oh, yeah, and when those dogs conceded, they wanted to stop at every... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> that was a strange way for a romance to start. Oh, our romance started when George was still touring the country with the dog act. He, he courted me by mail. He did, huh? Yes. Well, I'll never forget those glorious love letters he wrote me. Precious little nuggets of passion. Yeah, old passionate George. Yes. Oh, they were so beautiful. He signed each letter, Booksy Boy. Booksy Boy? Uh-huh. What a command of English. Uh, forget those letters. Forget them? Why, I remember every word you wrote to me. Those letters are branded on my heart. Burned there by love's little blowtorch. Now, Gracie, Paul isn't interested in those letters. Oh, yes, I am. Let's hear a few, Gracie. Well, uh, would you like to hear the one where George first hinted that he wanted to marry me? Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, it, it, it's, it's such a subtle hint, Paul. It, it went like this. Dearest Gracie, I played Cleveland yesterday, and the weather was awful. I woke up in the middle of the night, and my feet were cold as ice. Get it, Paul? <laughs> I get it. Gracie, Paul's not interested in that stuff, will you please? George knew I had a weakness for poetry, too, Paul. He, he wrote me some adorable little poems, so touching. Oh, Gracie, please. I'm proud of your talent, darling. Listen to this, Paul. I'm thinking of you, though you're far away. I miss you and need you. I want you each day. Without you, my darling, I'm hardly alive. I'm lonely, I'm blue. I'm broke, send me five. <laughs> Beautiful, huh? A masterpiece. Gracie, if you don't Now, here's mind. another one, Paul. I long to be with you, my belle, but they hold my trunk at the Grand Hotel. And so you're in my thoughts again. I love you, darling. Send me ten. They get shorter. And sweeter. Gracie. Now, listen to this. I love you lots. I love you plenty. I love you madly. Send me twenty. What passion. Gracie, will you stop? I didn't know George had it in him. Touching, huh? Constantly. Well, th this is the last poem he wrote, and the shortest. Well, let's hear it. You're nifty. Send 50. <laughs> All right, Gracie, that's enough now. Forget it. Well, there's one more letter that Paul must hear. Oh, it's so beautiful. What is it? Well, this is the one in which George finally did propose to me. Really beautiful, huh? Oh, divine. Listen. Dearest Gracie, I can no longer stand the shame of borrowing money from the girl I'm engaged to. Let's get married. Shakespeare could take a few lessons from that kid. Oh, will you two stop? Ah, oh, what tender memories. I'd better leave you two alone and talk them over. Thank you, Paul. And thank you always for being a real friend, Paul. You know, you were the first big star who ever encouraged me. Years ago, you told me I had a wonderful talent. You've still got a wonderful talent, George. Oh, thanks. Take my advice and stay married to her. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, kids. Gracie. You know, Gracie, you embarrassed me by quoting those love letters in front of Paul. 
Why did you ever memorize them, anyhow? Well, it was the only way I could remember how much you owed me. Oh, I see. Oh, George, remember when you came back from that vaudeville tour and started courting me in person? Wow. Oh, stop. Oh, I was so excited. I was hoping you'd bring me flowers because Mama had such a, a lovely remembrance of her first date with Papa. He brought her flowers and she saved every one. She pressed them between the pages of a book. She did, huh? Mm-hmm. You brought me chocolates, remember? Uh-huh. My, I'd love to see them today. I wish I could get that book open. <laughs> You know, talking about our courtship really brings back memories, doesn't it? Yes. You were so sweet when you were courting me. Every ten minutes you tell me how beautiful I was. Don't I still do that? No. And you don't realize that a woman loves to be told she's beautiful. Even women who aren't beautiful love to be told they are. Although there, of course, I'm only guessing. <laughs> yes, of course. You were so nice to me in those days and so thoughtful. But now how do you treat me? Just like I was married to you. But we are married. A preacher conducted a legal ceremony and pronounced us man and wife. Well, he certainly killed a beautiful friendship. <laughs> yeah, we were buddies. Gee, Gracie, you sound like you're sorry you married me. Oh, no, darling. I- I'm proud that I married you. A- and I want the whole world to know how proud I am. The next time you have your picture taken, I want them to photograph you an X-ray. X-ray? Yeah, to show those people who keep asking me what I see in you. (laughs) Yes, that'll show them. Well, there's never a day goes by that I don't thank my lucky stars I married you. Well, Mm, what a man you are. A rare combination of delicacy and strength. Like, like a fine old cheese. (laughs) It's a nice TL. Mm, you're what every wife dreams about. The perfect lover. Oh, honey. H- how about a kiss right now? Oh, Gracie. Oh, come on. Scorch me lava lips. <laughs> Gracie, there are 800 people out there. I'd rather kiss you than any of them. <laughs> well, okay. Here's a kiss. No, wait a minute. I better grab hold of the microphone. I, I might swoon. All right, I'm ready. Oh, oh, what a bargain our marriage was. What I got for $2. Oh, Gracie, I'm not, uh, I'm not so much. Not so much. I wouldn't trade you for any glamour boy in the movies. Not for Walter Pigeon? Certainly not. Cary Grant? No, sir. Charles Boyer? Mm, no. How about Clark Abel? George, you should have quit when you were ahead. I guess. <laughs> George and Gracie will be back in a few minutes. Will you tell us the details? Well, Paul, the song was written by Harry James. Yes, heard of the boy. And Lionel Newman and Charlie Henderson. Well, it ought to be a good tune. There's enough manpower on it. <laughs> and enough title, too. It's called As If I Didn't Have Enough on My Mind. I've had troubles before. 
didn't have enough on my mind I had to meet you As if I didn't have enough on my mind You fell from the blue I couldn't sleep at night And then you came in sight And now my cares are multiplied by two As if I didn't have enough on my mind I had to meet you What did it happen? recognized for your many achievements as one of the country's leading columnists, for your outstanding radio commentary, and for your wonderful, fantastic hats. <laughs> Yesterday, I received a wire informing me that you had won recognition for another talent, an award for having the best diction of anyone who has been heard on the air in the past year. In an industry that stays alive only through the spoken word, that is indeed a great honor. Tell me I tell you the congratulations of Radio's Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Hedda. Oh, thank you, Gracie and George. Uh, Hedda, have you always had uh, such beautiful diction? No. When I was a young girl in Altoona, I didn't need a drum to let people know I was coming. I just rolled my R's like in mother and father. And then later on the stage, I clipped my R's. And you could hardly understand what I was saying, my dear. But radio sure put me on the right track. When you listen to a record of yourself after a broadcast, you know the whole truth. Well, Hannah, let me say once again that you certainly deserve the distinguished award you've just received. By the way, before you go, how's that hot hat contest coming along? 
Paul, Tom Cunnaman and I asked the ladies of America to make us some hats. Do you know how many we've gotten in the past three weeks? About 20,000. George, did you hear that? Now, Gracie. Hedda Hopper got 20,000 hats, and you complain when I come home with 10 or 12. <laughs> Paul, did you have to talk about hats? Sorry, George. Well, Hedda, I hope you get mine in the mail tomorrow. Did you send in a hat, Gracie? Uh-huh. I, I call it my Ingrid Bergman hat. Oh, it's beautiful. Your Ingrid Bergman hat? Yes, well, it's a sort of a Saratoga trunk. And over the left ear are the bells of St. Mary. <laughs> oh, it, it, it leaves you spellbound. <laughs> oh, I can hardly wait to see it. 40,000 hats. What are they? Cheese boxes and mouse traps? No, Paul, they're not goofy hats. Some are as beautiful as any I've ever seen. They show a great sense of imagination and creative ability. Those hats have proven to me that Mrs. America uses her head for something more than just to hang her hat on. Thank you, Hattie, and congratulations once again. Martha Pilton came up with a new tune a few minutes ago, and now it's my turn. But I'm not going to tell you the title until we've played it. like everybody's step from way back in the 1920s. Well, all right, Hedda, I admit it. It was just the same old step with its boots kind of polished. <laughs> Paul, please play it the way you first did on that wonderful record. All right, Hedda. Boys, you all ready? Let's go. <laughs>
comes my way I'll do my best to make him stay He'll look at me and smile I'll understand And in a little while Take my hand And though it seems absurd I know we both Won't say a word Maybe I shall meet him Sunday Maybe Monday Maybe not Till I'm sure to meet him one day, maybe Tuesday will be my good news day. You build a little home just meant for two, from which I'll never roam. Once again, the King of Jazz, the Dean of Modern American Music, and Master Showman had helped a great young talent along one of the roughest roads of them all, the stairway to the stars. He's still at it, finding the people who will be your favorites tomorrow. Who is it today, Paul? 
George and ladies and gentlemen, this is Polina Carter, one of the most brilliant young pianists I've heard in recent years. I think her fine technique and her great feeling deserve much wider recognition. Paulina plays Caricioso by Daniani. Paulina Carter, that was wonderful.
the Armed Forces Radio Service.